Welcome everyone to Super Nintendo Podcast, your source for all things Nintendo. I am Eric, aka Sulior, and I apologize for the delay on this episode. It came uh, out of a couple of different reasons. Uh, first off, the <laughs> things have been a little crazy in my life lately, so I needed to uh, take care of a few things and then just kind of get my mind back after all that so but I'm all good now uh, the other thing was is that we had a last-minute change in what this episode is going to be about so I said at the end of the last episode that we were going to talk about the Nintendo 64 double V system I, I want to say that's dual disc uh, but I guess we'll find out next episode Instead, we are going to be talking about something that really kind of spawned out of something that happened with me on social media, and that is the cloud system with the Nintendo Switch and uh, the pros and cons of that. But before we get to that, we do have a little bit of news, and some of this might be a little dated. And my cat wanted to make another appearance, come here, Yoda. Um, so, there have been some new games added to the Sega lineup of the uh, Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. And that is Shining Force 2, Sonic Spinball, and Space Harrier. Um, haven't played Shining Force 2 or Space Harrier, but I do no sonic spinball and that is fun i'll talk about that here in a little bit so next up uh there has been a release date revealed for splatoon 3 and that is on september 9th of this year again some of this might be a little dated and uh speaking of sonic as i mentioned a bit ago there's been some sonic the hedgehog news so there is a uh, release for a collection, kind of a, a remaster of some classic Sonic games, and that is the Sonic Origins game. So with that, um, so they have been pulling some of the original games, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2, I believe, from some stores in preparation for this but i don't think that's the case with the switch there is kind of a, a release of a game in the style of sonic 1 and sonic 2 um actually it's two games so um yeah i'm kind of excited to see that i, I do love me some classic sonic uh, sonic mania is great a game made in the style of the old Sonic games. So yeah, that's that's. I'm I'm excited to see what Sonic Origins uh, brings to the table. So um, I mentioned the Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. There's been another addition to that, and that is the Splatoon 2 Octo expansion. I am really surprised that Splatoon 2 is still getting some content after all this time it's been what five six years six years probably um yeah that's i mean that's good yeah, it gives people more to play um some other news here we got the mario movie has been delayed until 2023 um 
guess that just means they're going to be adding or they're yeah uh, giving it some more time in the oven which is never a bad thing as long as it comes out good so um i got some other news that's kind of a rumor in innuendo here um there is supposedly a an upgrade to the nintendo switch uh not sure what to uh, think of this but i guess um this uh person this fan pointed out that a recent splatoon 3 trailer seemed to hint at a revamp of the friend code system um which good um i hope that this is legit because i really wish that you could just kind of I mean, you can have things like, I think you can have Facebook on the Nintendo Switch. I could be wrong. I want to say there is a web browser that you can have on the Nintendo Switch. But um, if you if, if you can add something like an email address, like it, it should have an email address. Maybe you can add a phone number to it. To where you can have kind of a contact list or like a, a people you may know or say friends of your friends some way to where you can just have a list of people that you can browse through and add them or a hey you recently played a game with this guy why don't you add them as your friend something like that rather than just adding this numeric code um, but yeah, it, did, it does show uh, people with a four-digit numeric code next to their username, um, according to this leak. So, I don't know. I, I hope that this is true, because I will agree that the um, friend code system is kind of messed up. Um, another uh, rumor and innuendo uh, type of news here. There is a... I, I mentioned in a previous episode that it looks like Pokemon Home is getting an update soon. Um, which I really hope comes really, really soon. Because I kind of need it. But um, there is a rumor going around that if you do link uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus and the Gen 4 remakes that you will have access to some uh, mystery gift Pokemon. Um, and I, I, I mean, they, they, this isn't entirely surprising because they have done this in the past where, um, actually I think they did that with Pokemon Legends Arceus where you had, um, you could, were able to get mystery gift Pokemon because you've played certain Pokemon games on the Switch in the past. And it looks like you can get the starters for the Gen 4 games and the um, Pokemon Legends Arceus in the other game. Um, I could be reading this wrong, but it looks like if you link uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, you get Rowlet, Cyndaquil, and Oshawott in um, the, the other game, the Gen 4 games. Again, uh, take this with a grain of salt, uh, but 
they have done this sort of thing in the past, like I mentioned, so it wouldn't surprise me. And I really hope that this happens sooner rather than later. So, yeah, good deal. And let's see, another news, um, not, I guess this isn't really news, but for those of you who don't know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and I've got an article here for 11 games on the Switch to play during Mental Health Awareness Month. So, and these are all on the eShop. There is a game called Celeste. So, um, I'm not super familiar with that one. There is Gris, which I have heard of. I'm not really familiar with it, but I've heard of that. There's Sayonara Wild Hearts. There's A Night in the Woods. There is Lost Words Beyond the Page. And there is one game that I am familiar with. It is Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. So, I, I still need to beat that game, but... Um, actually, I'll, I'll talk about Hellblade here in a minute, but we got some other ones here. There's Florence, and then there's Spiritfarer, um, and then there's To the Moon, there's Unpacking, there's Disco Elysium, which I've had recommended to me. I haven't played that yet, uh, but I have played a bit of Spiritfarer, so I'm going to talk about that uh, before I talk about Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice. Spiritfarer is a game where you are on a ship and you are transporting the spirits of newly departed animals to the afterlife. Um, I haven't played a ton of it, but I've heard really good things about it and I've played a little bit of it myself. But Hellblade Sinuous Sacrifice, as I mentioned, I am really familiar with this game and I agree. Um, now I myself, um, I mean, we all have our issues, but I wouldn't say that I have high anxiety or depression or anything like that. Yeah, I get down sometimes, but I wouldn't say that I suffer from depression and anxiety, but I know people who do, and, um, it is a very real thing. So... Um, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice follows the story of Senua, who recently lost her husband, and she is trying to bring him back from the underworld, but Senua suffers from um, psychosis, and uh, well, maybe not psychosis, but she definitely uh, suffers from some sort of depression, anxiety, and this game really puts you in the mindset of somebody who suffers from depression and anxiety, um, among other things. So when you're playing this, you hear whispering that is just constantly telling you that you're not good enough and you're just going to fail and you're wasting your time and your husband is gone he's never coming back and you're just it, it makes you feel like you're absolutely worthless and you're battling the norse gods and one of them is the god of fire and i remember playing through that part and it does make you feel like your brain is on fire and i had a conversation with um 
one of my one of the people that I know that suffers from uh, depression and anxiety and it I uh, was able to tell them that it, it does uh, make me have a better appreciation for what they go through on a daily basis so I just thought that I'd uh, bring this up and say that um, if you that this might be worth checking out just to help you have a better appreciation for your fellow man and the people around you that you may may not know deal with things like this so anyway um that really is it as far as the news so let's talk about sales and deals Right now, there is a Serenity Forge Spring Sale. So if you pick up any of these games before, um, you can pick these games up on sale through the 9th, which is uh, Monday at 11.59 p.m. So I guess that sale isn't lasting a heck, uh, that much longer, but you can pick up games like Lifeless Planet for $4, uh, Death's Gambit Afterlife for 14, which is 30% off, uh, Doki Doki Literature Club for 20% off. Uh, Cyanide and Happiness for 40% off. Uh, there's also a Square Enix sale going on through the 11th, uh, May 11th at 11.59, so you got a couple days on that. So you can pick up a bunch of Final Fantasy games on sale. There's a, a game called Neo, The World Ends With You, that's 50% off. Legend of Mana, Collection uh, Saga, um, Soul Frontier, things like that. Uh, Chochobos, Mystery Dungeon. Um, yeah, just most of it's Final Fantasy related. Uh, Star Ocean. So Spelunker. I am Setua, uh, Setsuna. Dragon Quest games. Um, a, lot of, a lot of good games there. There's a Capcom sale going on right now also, which I actually took advantage of. So games like Monster Hunter Generations, Resident Evil games, um, Street Fighter and 30th Anniversary Collection, I picked that up again. That's on sale for 60% off. Devil May Cry, Ace Attorney, uh, Capcom Beat-em-up, Sale Okami, which I do need to play Okami at some point. Um, Ultra Street Fighter 2. Um, Ghosts and Goblins, we got other Monster Hunter, like Monster Hunter Rise, the game, and uh, different DLC packs. Let's see, Monster Hunter Stories, and then we've got the Capcom Arcade Stadium Collections, which are all on sale. Uh, this sale goes on through the 15th at 11.59 p.m., so you got a little bit of time on that one. Um, let's see what else we got here. There is a Activision Blizzard sale going on. So you got Diablo games, you got Spyro, you got Blizzard Arcade questions, you got Overwatch, the Legendary Edition. We got Crash Bandicoot, and then we got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Uh, we also got a sale on NIS America, uh, NIS America. Um, so this sale is 38, so I'm not really going to get into that one. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, we got a Bandai Namco sale, so Dragon Ball Fighter Z, which is always on sale, it seems like. Uh, we got Dragon Blade Xenoverse. We got God Eater 3. 
we've got My Hero One's Justice, we got Naruto, we got One Piece, so yeah. Oh, and they also uh, do Nino Kuni. I didn't realize that. Um, we got Tales of Vespera. So yeah, that is really about it is uh, for sales and deals. And I'm gonna talk about upcoming a little bit because I did read that there was an update to the uh, Marvel game that's coming out. I guess that was originally supposed to come out now, if, if not already, but they have pushed that back to the second half of this year. I don't have an exact date on it, but I did see that that has been delayed, which kind of sucks because that game looks really cool and um, I'm a big Marvel fan, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I guess it does have a rating revealed for Australia, which is mature. I'm not sure how it'll translate to the UK or America. Um, and it, it, I don't see a, a release date per se. It, I just see uh, second half of this year. So I will let you guys know when we uh, have that revealed so stay tuned guys all right so let's take a little bit of a break and see what's going on with mr kdb and then we will talk about what i've been playing lately Greetings Earthlings, it's KDB here and I'm back on Nintendo once again with my recurring segment where I talk about uh, Nintendo, uh, the games I've been playing on a N Nintendo platform, uh, Nintendo stories and just kind of anything else which I feel is Nintendo-y I suppose. Uh, I hope you enjoyed my previous contribution where I talked about Mini Motor Racing X uh, on the previous episode. Uh, I had some great feedback on Twitter for that. Uh, including a response from the developers themselves, which was really nice to see. Uh, thank you for everyone, uh, everyone for your kind comments on, on, on my segment there. Um, I know that this episode of Super Nintendo is about cloud gaming, um, and sometimes my segments will tie into the main theme, and this time I definitely had something to say there, so I did want to quickly just give some thoughts on that before I jump into my main thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, and my main thing I'm going to talk about today is my initial reaction to uh, Nintendo Switch Sports, which which just came out. Um, but before I get to that, um, yeah, uh, cloud gaming. Eric mentioned that uh, he'd had an interaction with somebody online who uh, was, I think, maybe being quite overtly negative about cloud gaming, which... You know, now I don't condone just being an ass about these things, uh, but I do understand why people have frustrations about cloud gaming, um, and I think it's it, perhaps especially on the Switch as well. <clears throat> um, uh, cloud gaming is kind of—it's been around for many years now, uh, but it has been notoriously hit and miss. And honestly, from my personal perspective, I've never really had a great experience. Um, well, certainly not a perfect experience, that's for sure. You know, you have you have issues such as latency, uh, buffering, low resolution. These are kind of the common, the few common issues you might get with cloud gaming. 
Um, I should say I've not actually experienced cloud gaming on the Switch myself, but I have watched a few, you know, a few trusted reviews of it, and they can be they can be quite mixed. Um, yeah, I don't think it's the best experience on the Switch. Uh, I have an Xbox Series X with Game Pass, and they obviously uh, have their cloud service, uh, xCloud, which for me, I, I guess, from what I understand, that is the most stable cloud service out there, probably along with Stadia, uh, although that you know Stadia's service from a consumer point of view is just, yeah, extremely lacklustre. And it's a shame because I'm sure their technology is fine, but the way they provide games and stuff is uh, just completely unin un uninteresting to me. Um, but with Xbox and xCloud, although it is very stable, it's not free of issues. And uh, I... Uh, I often use it to, I suppose, test games uh, and kind of trial them before actually downloading. Um, so I haven't had any extended play sessions, which I don't know. I'm, I've definitely, I've used cloud gaming for like an hour, you know, a solid hour, maybe a bit more on some games. But And every time I've done that, uh, I've definitely had experience with um you know buffering and lower res certainly ro low resolution uh, it can get a bit ugly at times um so it's cloud gaming is yeah it's can be ugly as i say but it's it can be helpful it can be helpful to try these things before you think okay i'm going to really dedicate the time to download and install this or take up my storage space and you know get the full experience and even when you're playing on xCloud, it's, you, you generally will get a notification after a few minutes that says, enjoying this game? Download for the full experience. So they know, they know that as good as the cloud service is, it's not the best way to play. Um, I think uh, cloud gaming is definitely here to stay um, as internet speeds and streaming tech develops. Uh, it will continue to get better, but it's probably going to be a while before it's considered the norm or mainstream if you like uh i don't dislike it i don't dislike cloud gaming but as i say it's just i, I think it's definitely not going to be my preferred way to play games anytime soon so uh with that out of the way let's move on to my main section for today which is as i said is going to be my reactions to the brand new release and that is nintendo switch sports So this is going to be a bit like my initial reactions to uh, Kirby, where I, I didn't give like a full-blown review. Uh, I gave some pretty in-depth thoughts, um, but it, it wasn't possible for me to give a full review because I hadn't finished the game. Um, and so here I am again uh, with Nintendo Switch Sports to give some initial reactions because I say I haven't finished the game. I, don't, I suppose you... How would you finish Nintendo Switch Sports? Uh, I guess you become ranked as a pro on all the sports. But anyway, <laughs> that being said, uh, I've only gotten to play it for like an hour and a half, and there's definitely parts of the game I'm yet to experience, so I can only speak on what I've played so far, really. Uh, that time I have played was definitely long enough to sample 
uh, each of the sport a couple of times, uh, at least in their basic modes. Uh, and generally this was in local uh, multiplayer. Uh, most of the time so far has been spent playing with my wife, uh, you know, which is of course great for any relationship. Uh, no arguments or anything like that. <laughs> um, I did play the football shootout and uh, 1v1 mode uh, just by myself uh, and against the computer though. Uh, there's a few more modes on offer though which I'll get to. Um, as far as Nintendo Switch Sports goes, the first time I heard about it was I think probably the same way as most people which was the reveal trailer at the Nintendo Direct which I believe was at the start of this year. Uh, and I definitely got excited and it was weird because I'd actually played Wii Sports only a few days prior to seeing that trailer and I remember while playing the baseball just kind of how fun it still felt today you know as as much as it did as whenever Wii Sports came out which was what like 70 16 17 odd years ago um, yeah and so it was cool to see that Nintendo were finally jumping back into the franchise and I wanted to see how it would be upgraded for you know the modern generation uh, the release did creep up on me um, I think I always I, I, I had known the date of release but it definitely slipped my mind and I do think the marketing for Switch Sports has been just a bit lacklustre um, I didn't remember that it was out until the night before um, when I started seeing a few people posting about it on Twitter uh, I didn't see any TV commercials until yesterday uh, which was after the release uh, and after I'd already purchased it um, I've seen no ads on YouTube in the month leading up to release and just kind of generally very little hype from Nintendo themselves um, which, you know, there could be a number of reasons for this, but honestly, I've been thinking about it and I do believe that, I do believe the main reason is that despite the excitement around the, you know, the sports, the Wii Sports brand, the Switch Sports brand, that this isn't a big budget game for Nintendo. Uh, you, can, you can buy the game new for £35 here in the UK, so that's like what 10 15 pounds cheaper than a new AAA game might cost you on the switch um maybe 20 depending on the type of game it is uh so this isn't a triple a game this is more like uh single a i suppose that's not really a term that people use but yeah single a but just with good critical reception to its you know on its background on the background of the franchise and I think Nintendo knows this and when you really look at the game under a microscope you'll notice it too so this might explain why there probably wasn't a big spend on advertising it's more of a hey you know this franchise we'll let it speak for itself remember Wii Sports we don't really have to market it um, I'm pretty sure yeah they were just kind of banking on people sharing clips and images on social media uh, which they definitely have been. Uh, my feed on Twitter has been packed with people sharing their screen captures of strikes in the bowling and stuff like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, that, that sounds like I'm being a bit negative there, but I'm not. It was just an interesting thing that I'd been thinking about and I wanted to get that out of the way. Um, and any lack of marketing or lack of fact, you know, lack of the, uh, the fact that this isn't a big budget game None of that really takes away from how fun the game is to play.
my initial reaction, if I'm honest, it is pretty much what I was expecting. Um, it's a little bit bare bones, but it is super fun to play, uh, especially with a friend or a number of friends, a partner or a sibling. Um, as I mentioned, I've played about an hour and a half, maybe a little bit more, and most of that was with my wife. Uh, my son, who's only uh, three and a half years old, enjoyed watching, um, and he did even kind of try out the tennis uh, with some assistance from my wife. Uh, he found that pretty hysterical, and uh, I'm sure he'll be playing games more and more soon, uh, which makes me very happy. Uh, yeah, so I played most with my wife. We did a couple of rounds of each sport, and I'd say we both had a great time, and we got a bit of a workout as well, which, you know, is another kind of great aspect of these games. You're up and about and moving around. Um, I'm sure it won't be long before I'm sitting on the sofa and just kind of playing it that way, but, you know, the option is there. It encourages you to, to stand up and, and get moving and swing your arms and kick your legs and all that stuff, which is cool. Uh, Gameplay-wise, it is as you expect. The classic tennis and the bowling, they're, they're there and they haven't lost their charm. Uh, very easy to pick up and play and this is why um, you know the Wii Sports version was just so successful back then because pretty much anybody you know any, any able-bodied person can swing their arm uh, which is essentially all you have to do uh, for the tennis or the bowling and yeah and that so that tapped into a new demographic of gamers you know that maybe had never played video games before it's like hey you can swing your arm have a go at this and entire families would be playing Wii Sports and it's that same sort of feeling here. Uh, there is a new football mode which I really dig. Uh, it has some variation in it where you can play, you can do one-on-one -on -one or 4v4 and there's this like shootout mode where you can swing your leg and, and shoot straight to the goal. And uh, for this, this is, um, uh, for this you use the included leg strap which comes with the game and that attaches the Joy-Con to your thigh and you feel kind of silly at first, but really I did think it was fun and I, I'm aware I keep using that word a lot, but it's the key thing. It's just, it's a lot of fun. The volleyball I thought was a bit dull. Um, I don't know, the, the pace of it is a bit weird. It looks like it could be good once you master it. And there is kind of a bit of a trick to the button and movement presses, so I'm gonna need some practice there. Uh, the sword fighting is kind of hilarious. You can swing in all directions and parry strikes by blocking. And yeah, seeing the characters get KO'd and fall into the water kept making my wife and I laugh. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, we also have new edition of badminton, which is very much just like a fast... I mean, if you know what badminton is, but in the game, it's like a faster-paced tennis. And yeah, and that's it, really. So yeah, currently we have bowling... Tennis, badminton, sword fighting, um, uh, the football, and did I miss one? What one did I miss? Bowling, <laughs> tennis, uh, football, badminton, oh the volleyball, yeah, volleyball and the sword fighting, yeah, sorry, I thought I was just losing my mind there. So yeah, and they're the modes we have at the moment. Apparently golf is on the way. Uh, I was watching another review and yeah, golf is coming soon. I don't know when. Uh, I suppose there is potential here for Nintendo to just keep adding sports and really this is something they should do. Um, this basic pack of the sports, although incredibly fun to play, is a bit thin. 
and there are some other modes in the sports which I'm yet to try uh, for example the bowling has I think it's just called special mode and the description said that it puts obstacles in your way while you're bowling which sounds kind of interesting but I haven't tried that yet um, so yeah but if they're going to keep people interested this game is definitely going to need some updates uh, I really hope we get baseball and boxing uh, which are two of the modes from the original Wii Sports to me it just seems kind of obvious that they'll be added but yeah who knows Nintendo are yeah make some strange and odd choices sometimes but yeah we'll see um, so yeah gameplay generally is very easy pick up and play type stuff it feels intuitive for the most part but there are definitely occasions when it feels like the strikes and the swings are maybe happening happening a little bit too late or too early so it's not perfect but it works most of the time and it works as much as you need it to I suppose uh, though I did find there were a few points here and there that were getting lost uh, due to the controller I guess getting confused um, the, about the position it was in and there are there are ways to it says reset motion controls I think I saw on the screen with the tennis or the volleyball and you press it and it I guess recalibrates it without you having to do anything but some kind of magic going on there um, or maybe just because my joy cons are very old now and uh, they might have been struggling to keep up uh, there is an online multiplayer mode which I'm also yet to try uh, I've seen people singing its praises online saying that this is uh, one of the best ways to play Nint Nintendo Switch Sports and it's even more fun playing it online and I think that's just kind of the key with this really you you can play it alone if you want but it's all about friendly competition so you're likely to get a lot more out a lot more out of it when you know playing locally with someone in your living room or you know or playing online so yeah I'm looking forward to trying it online later today visually the game is again about what you'd expect it has a kind of cartoon uh, simplified style uh, to the characters uh, nice bright chunky environments it's it is the Wii Sports style with um, upgraded avatars and you know better fidelity all around and the characters are by far the biggest upgrade without a doubt and they do look good uh, even though the customization on them is kind of pretty limited uh, I'd like to see you know just simple things like some more hairstyles to choose from and more design controls and stuff like that but like I said earlier this is not a AAA game so don't expect the customization that you get with a AAA game uh, it runs at 60 frames per second so everything is nice and smooth I saw like a few minor frame drops here and there but really just not even worth mentioning to be honest uh, it runs great and I think after playing so much 30 frames per second Kirby uh, it's nice to have uh, that higher frame rate here uh, which is all the more important when those you know you're timing your shots right and everything's got to be timed correctly uh, there are a few so the way the game works you know you choose your sport from the menu and then you get straight in but what's funny is so the whole thing is kind of set in this I can't remember the name of it but it's like a giant leisure park or leisure center where all the sports happen and it feels like there's a missed opportunity where you know you could have been able to explore that area and walk around as your character and make it just a little bit more immersive you know perhaps there could have been 
you know, clothes and equipment shops that you could walk into and to, like I say, to add to those customization op options. Um, perhaps little mini tasks around and stuff like that and make it more of a, you know, you could have like a virtual meeting place when you're playing online and setting up leagues with people and stuff like that. Like, there was definitely an opportunity here to make uh, I guess I say next gen current gen uh, switch sports and I don't know it's it's feels slightly missed and uh, it's kind of harsh to say that because despite all of that despite those things that I would like to have those extras customization being able to walk around all that kind of stuff that extra immersion uh, in a vacuum playing the sports themselves is great and they're really fun and really good I can't really complain I said the volleyball was the volleyball is a little bit dull but that was it the rest of it I've had a lot of fun playing and I know I'm gonna continue to have fun playing and you know challenging friends and stuff like that so at the core of the game is those sports and they are awesome to play it just feels like around it yeah they could have they could have done so much more with this um, but you know maybe that's not the point and, and as I say, the game is not full price per se. It's 35 quid, so that's cheap by game standards today. Is it worth the money? I'd say yes, uh, just about. <laughs> it's, it's a Nintendo brand game, so the markup is always going to be big on the price. I don't know. It's maybe not quite worth 35 pounds. It's if they continue to bring support to this game and they continue to add sports which I think they will they're gonna add golf and it would just be baffling to me if they stopped there um, there is a big opportunity here for them to add to add more if they add a, at least a few more without charging extra you know if they just add some as free DLC then that's awesome um, but I don't know if that's coming so yeah that's it really initial reaction is so much fun uh, definitely is a bit bare bones but I think if you have a good expectation of what you know Wii Sports was and just just imagine we it's basically Wii Sports with better characters better fidelity and that's it <laughs> um, and I guess the online play I should you know the on online play is a huge addition so yeah there is some extra kind of dimension to the you know or dynamism or whatever it is to the play for this game but don't expect the world i suppose is a good way of putting it um you know if you've got uh, a partner that loves gaming too highly recommended good fun and yeah if you've got friends that like gaming then yeah it's i think it's meant to be played with other people so i would recommend it in that sense but if you're not desperate to jump back into something like wii sports maybe just hold off see what else they add to the game and yeah go from there uh, but if you have the game and you're looking for people to play with, I'm always happy to find new people to play with. So do get in touch with the podcast. I'm sure Eric feels the same. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hook up and, and play some online Nintendo Switch sports. Right, I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, thanks again to Sulior for letting me contribute to the Super Nintendo podcast. Uh, if you want to come follow me on Twitter, I am at K underscore D underscore B underscore. And there you will just, yeah, see me. Uh, talking about Nintendo stuff, 
retro gaming stuff, modern gaming stuff, just all the projects I work on, all the stuff for first aid spray, tapes from the waste, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I do lots of different things. So yeah, come and, uh, yeah, come and have a chat. would love to hear from you. Uh, until then though, I'll see you next time. Thank you very much, Mr. KDB, for uh, your contribution as always. So, Nintendo Switch Sports. That is something I'm definitely needing to pick up. Um, for those of you who are in America or just a deal in US dollars, that is $40. So, I am definitely looking for, I think he said it was like 35 pounds, which I know British pounds are worth more than. US dollars, which honestly isn't really surprising. Um, I am definitely looking forward to playing this. I don't have it at the moment. Oh, and by the way, when he said football, that is uh, UK football. That is not American football like NFL. That is what uh, us in America call soccer, um, which honestly, football makes more sense, but that's just me. Um, I am definitely looking forward to playing this. So, um, for those of you who uh, don't remember, then uh, Wii Sports was a pack-in game for the Wii. So, if you bought your Wii brand new, it came with Wii Sports. So that is the reason why so many of us remember it fondly. Um, I need to ask him if it's got a trainer mode like Wii Sports did. I don't remember him mentioning that. But um, sword fighting was not a part of the original Wii Sports. It was a part of Wii Sports Resort, though, which I unfortunately did not own. I played it. Um, I played a demo of it at... Um, I'm trying to remember what the place was called. Um, I, I want to say it's uh, what became Fry's Electronics. It wasn't Fry's Electronics at the time, but I think that was what it was called. Um, but I have a lot of fun, uh, fond memories playing Wii Sports. And um, it is one game that I could get my wife to play with me. And the only games that she'll really play is like Solitaire and Bingo, you know, board game type games or card games not so much console games or anything like that but I don't know how but I have very few wins against her she would always beat me and I don't know how but it is what it is um give her bragging rights if you want to um so and I'm glad that they've added new sports also um, I know when we had a Wii, I did play tennis. I didn't care for tennis as much. Um, I'm hoping to see that it improved. But the main things that I played were obviously bowling, but also boxing and golf. Oh, and baseball. Baseball was fun too. Um, so I'm glad to know that they've added some new games to this. And apparently they're going to continue to add games to it so definitely looking forward to picking it up myself unfortunately i need to have my joy cons fixed before that happens because my 
right Joy-Con has a little bit of drift, so I need to send those into Nintendo, which apparently fixed them for free. You just have to pay to ship it, so... Um, as far as what I have been playing lately, I've been on kind of a Sonic kick. Um, Sonic 2 recently came out. I haven't seen Sonic 2, but I went back and rewatched the first Sonic movie, and that kind of put me in a Sonic mood, so I played some Sonic Spinball. And it's a game that you wouldn't think would be fun on the surface, but it is so much fun. Um, it was on the Genesis, the Mega Drive, for those of you in the UK. And it, I mean, there's an even a Sonic stage in Sonic 2, uh, the video game Sonic 2, that is casino-themed. So there, I mean, that right there tells you that, hey, uh, pinball. So, yeah, that is... Uh, I've been playing that, and I actually went and played Sonic 2 a little bit, but then I went and also played Sonic Mania, um, which is also a lot of fun. But as I kind of alluded to earlier, I picked up once again the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Collection, and I am a big Street Fighter fan. I have been since the early 90s. Um, I think my, you know, I remember playing the original Street Fighter 2, so, and I really enjoyed, uh, Super Street Fighter 2, but I never got much of a chance to play Street Fighter 3 when it was released, and Street Fighter 3, I don't, I mean, it, there were just so many different variations of Street Fighter 2 over the years that there for a while I never thought there actually was going to be a Street Fighter 3. Uh, it just seemed like they were just going to put out more and more variations of Street Fighter 2, but we eventually did get a Street Fighter 3, and now we're on Street Fighter 5. But um, these are all the arcade collections. You know, they, it's a collection of a bunch of different arcade iterations of Street Fighter, and which are, of course, are going to be harder than their console counterparts because arcade games are designed to be they're just designed to devour your money so and this is also probably the only way you're ever going to play the original street fighter game um, which of course isn't that great but i mean and matches can last all of like three to five seconds uh, if you're lucky or unlucky enough but it's nice to at least say that you've played the original street fighter game and i actually have beaten a few uh fighters in that so um i mean and it, it's harder to get the uh, super moves off like the hadoken the shoryuken and the whirlwind kick but they are possible and they are overpowered as hell in the original Street Fighter game. So, yeah, that's really all I've been playing lately. Um, I did want to take a moment and talk about something that is very important to me. So, I have recently been approached by Kenneth Vigu, who has the Chad of Fallout 76 story radio drama podcast. Uh, which definitely check it out. It's, it's such a great podcast. Um, like I said, it's a radio drama. 
set in the Fallout 76 universe, for those of you who don't know. I'm sure a lot of you do if you listen to this show. But um, he has an organization called Fallout for Hope, which is, it kind of, it partners with different charities. And what it is, is he gathers a bunch of Twitch streamers and they uh, it started out as a way to raise money for uh, St. Jude's kids around the holidays. So Twitch streamers will stream um, whatever they want to play. I mean, most most of the time people play Fallout because it's a Fallout organization. But you don't have to. Um, and yeah, you just raise money for charity. And he has since also used this platform to raise money for the Ukraine and the American Heart Association. But next month, uh, June of 2022, we, uh, he asked me to be involved in this. Um, and he's partnering with Wes Johnson, who is a very prominent voice actor. He's in a lot of the Elder Scrolls and Fallout games, among others. But that's mainly what he's known for. He's mainly known for Shea Gorath in the Elder Scrolls. But um, we are going to be raising money for Alzheimer's. And Alzheimer's is something that has affected pretty much everybody. Um, maybe not personally, but they have watched a loved one, a loved one suffer from Alzheimer's. And I am no exception to this. I watched my grandmother suffer with it uh, a little over 11 years ago almost 12 years ago at this point and it's really difficult um, not just for the person but for the people who know and love the person because you watch them slowly lose who they are like they don't know where they are they don't know who the people are around them and you just you have to watch somebody deal with this and i am very honored to have been asked to be a part of this mainly because i have an elder scrolls podcast of course the tamriel adventures podcast but i am going to be streaming this is i think june it's mid-june um i'm going to leave a link for this in the show notes but um yeah, just um, consider donating if you can. Um, if not, just come watch me stream uh, during this time. It uh, it takes place June 17th through the 26th. That's when the events take place. And there's going to be tons of other events. Uh, Wes Johnson's going to be hosting what's called Voice of Palooza. And I know uh, Kenneth Vigue is going to put on a skit that uh, it kind of <laughs> crosses the universes, or there's kind of a um, multiverse-type skit that uh, combines the worlds of Fallout and Elder Scrolls. And there's plenty of other stuff that he hasn't even announced yet. Um, and I just looked this up. He has already, this has already raised over $1,600 uh, just from donations. So I'm going to leave a link to my donation page or actually i'm just going to leave a link to the uh, organization if you're interested but like i said this means a lot to me and plenty of other people 
who have been affected by this. So um, just uh, do me a favor and uh, at least consider it. So anyway, that is um, it as far as the news and what I've been playing and what I've been up to lately. So let's get into the topic at hand. Alright, so today's topic, as I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, is going to be about cloud gaming. So this stems from something that happened on Facebook that kind of got me thinking about the topic. So I have basically no experience with cloud gaming, so I, I mean I have thoughts on the matter and I'll share them with you guys. but. It doesn't come from personal experience, so maybe I'm a little naive on the subject. I'm going to completely own that. But really, this is about the community as a whole. Um, I took a poll on this on Twitter, and I got a few votes, and they were all pretty much, uh, hell no, get this away from me. So, um, yeah, so the encounter on Facebook, uh, I am a part of a Nintendo Switch um, group on Facebook. And, you know, it's usually just like, hey, can you help me with this issue? Or, hey, I'm looking for game recommendations. Or, hey, check out what I just got. You know, hey, things like that. So there was somebody who was asking for game suggestions and listed a ton of games that they currently own and they're looking for something new to play and i have played the guardians of the galaxy game on xbox and i love it um, i haven't finished it yet but i love the game and i knew it was on the switch so i suggested it and this guy replies with surely you can't be serious not only is it a cloud game, which I absolutely 100% do not support, but even if it wasn't, it runs like trash. So please, if you are serious, explain your position. And I promptly blocked the guy because I am to the point where I just don't want any toxicity in my life. If there is a toxic person that I don't have to interact with on a daily basis, I'm not going to interact with them. I'm going to choose to ignore them. So yeah, I blocked the guy. But it really got me thinking about this topic. And I've heard that I've heard people mention it before, but it's not something I really thought about. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over the positives and negatives to cloud gaming and kind of give my two cents on it and leave the rest up to you guys. So basically, cloud gaming is a way for people to play games on this. And I'm going to specifically talk about the Switch, but it's a way for people to play games that they either don't normally have the space to play or don't have the capability to play in some way, shape or form. So when somebody purchases a cloud game, they are basically paying for, you know, a way to access a server to play the game remotely. 
So, like I said, I'm going to go over the positives and negatives to this. So the positive is, well, there's more than one positive, but one of the, the positives are that it's a pretty small download in consideration to what the game would actually be. And, you know, basically you can play the game online. So, so when you are playing a cloud game, you are basically streaming it from a remote source. So, I mean, another positive to this is if you only own a Switch, and I have talked to people online who the Switch is their only way to play games. They don't even have access to Steam or anything like that. And I feel f for those people because up until a few years ago uh, when I got my Xbox, the Switch was really my only source of gaming. I did, I do have a PC, well, a laptop, but it can't play some of these like really high, in, you know, graphic masterpieces. So, I mean, yeah, I can, there are games I can certainly play and some of them do have a little bit of lag. Um, take uh, New World, for example. It runs, technically, but it does have quite a bit of lag. So I wouldn't really say that that's going to be something I play a lot, especially with MMO-type games. So, um, yeah, that that's another thing, is if this is your only way to play it, then go for it. Another nice thing with the Switch is that if it is a cloud game, um, certain games such as Control and Hitman 3, which are specifically cloud games, have a required trial before you actually purchase the game, just to see if your internet can take the game. Um, because just, just because you do have internet doesn't necessarily mean that it's strong enough to support the game in a stable manner. So I definitely, definitely appreciate them doing that because let's face it some people I mean myself included sometimes my internet does lag a bit um, not all the time but that is definitely a positive that you want to take advantage of uh, just just to see if it's gonna be something that you can run with so with that being said there are certainly so like the biggest I guess negative well there, there's a couple of negatives with this so yeah if you don't have like really good internet you're probably gonna run into some issues with the cloud game so if you are wanting to improve your uh, stability you can plug a landline into your dock and run it that way and even the og nintendo switch docks do have a LAN port so that is definitely something you're going to want to do if you're going to be streaming a cloud game. Um, the other thing, and I think this is probably one of the biggest things that people have an issue with, is that you don't technically own the game. You are basically paying for the right to play it. Well, Ian, and this is, this is all from a server. Well, there's a day where they might decide to turn that server off and you can no longer play the game. 
So I think, like I said, I think this is probably one of the biggest problems that people have with cloud gaming and why somebody may not support cloud gaming. So um, I'm gonna give you guys a list of games that are Nintendo Switch Cloud games and there are some that I didn't even know were a thing because they are only in Japan but I could never imagine some of these games being available on the Switch so like I mentioned Hitman 3 and Control are trial games where you have to uh, play a trial before they will allow you to purchase it so there's those. There is The Forgotten City, which this one kind of surprises me that it's a, a cloud game only. Um, I knew that it was available on the Switch, but I didn't know it was a cloud game. Um, this, yeah, that is one that started out as a mod for Skyrim. So there's that. There's a Plague Tale Innocence. There is... Um, Got some others here. There is Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5, and then Kingdom Hearts 2.8 and Kingdom Hearts 3. Those are all cloud games. And um, A Dying Light 2, that just came out in February. There is A Plague Tale Requiem, which is on the horizon. I don't think that's quite out yet. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, as I mentioned earlier, that's a cloud game that came out in October. And here's some uh, Japanese-only releases. There's Resident Evil 7, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Fantasy Star Online 2. Those are all only in Japan, which... Why they're only in Japan, especially since they're a cloud game, I have no idea. Why can't they allow um, us folks here in the States and the UK and uh, just places outside of Japan? access those but assassin's creed odyssey man i never in a million years would have imagined it a game like that would be available on the switch but it's because it's a cloud version so i guess with the way cloud games work you know i don't know if it kind of defeats the purpose of what the switch is where you can play on the go because that really means you can't play on the go you have to be in an area that at least has wi-fi and even then, you might not want to play it out of the dock. So I don't know what that means exactly for the Switch Lite. But I want to say this is probably why there's, or one of the reasons why there's been so many rumors about a Switch Pro. Um, I, I still don't really buy the existence of a Switch Pro if you've listened to the show for any amount of time like back when Durko was constantly bringing it up in the news and I just kind of scoff at it um, even now there's still rumors about a switch pro coming out as I mentioned earlier um, there's rumors about Breath of the Wild 2 heralding you know coming with a new model of the switch I still don't really buy that um, but that's just me. I'm kind of a skeptic when it comes to rumor and innuendo. So, yeah, that that's really the basics as far as cloud gaming goes. Um, I think it's a nice, you know, option. I don't. I mean, I've, I've myself have laughed about the existence of Google Stadia, which is basically just a cloud gaming platform. 
Um, but I think if you don't really have any other alternative, then, you know, just make sure your internet's good and you'll probably want to play it docked with a landline. With, uh, with a landline. But again, if you don't have any other options, then, you know, I don't see why people get all up in arms about the existence of cloud gaming as a platform, period. Um, with the, the Switch, as we all know, isn't the most highly powered uh, console, so this is a way for people who have a Switch to be able to play some of these great games that they might not otherwise have a chance to play because they don't have four or five hundred dollars to shill out for an Xbox series console or a PS5. So, you know, if, if you are in that boat where you just like, ew, cloud gaming, this needs to not exist, um, maybe think about it from somebody else's perspective because they might not have any other options. So yes, it definitely has its issues, but hopefully it's something that can improve in time. Because in all actuality, this isn't the you know most long in the tooth form, you know, platform. Anyway, um, yeah, I called a little bit of an audible today, uh, just based on something that happened in you know in my life on social media. Um, <laughs> that's part of the reason why I don't talk on social media a whole lot is because of people like that who just need to be toxic for the sake of being toxic. But, you know what? It is what it is. So, next up we are going to be back on our regular schedule and I'm going to be talking about this 64 uh, Double D. I'd like to thank The Hive, as always, for sponsoring this podcast, and if you would like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at iangold08, that is my personal page, and you can find me, the show's uh, handle, on Twitter and Instagram at nintendofp. Uh, thank you for your patience uh, with this. Like I said, that um, there's been some things that happened in my real life that have caused me to uh, push this back a little bit. Um, not to mention the fact that we uh, kind of changed what the episode was going to be at the last minute. So if you could uh, do me a solid and leave a rating on and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, I would greatly appreciate that. And yeah, uh, you can also find Mr. KDB on uh, Twitter and Instagram. I will leave his uh, handle in the show notes. And as always, stay tuned for more Nintendo.